Hello and welcome back to The Universe Doesn't Owe Me Anything. I'm your host, Ray, and let's just get the trigger warnings and disclaimers out of the way first. There will be talks of sexual assault, child abuse, and possible suicidal ideation. So, in the last episode, we talked about the first three years that really kicked off pivotal moments in my life. This episode, we're mainly going to be focusing on how my mom reacted to it and my relationship with my mother in general. I want to start with letting you guys know that she's changed a lot and really stepped up to show that she will be there for me now, but back then, back then, I really wanted to burn this woman alive. (laughs) Even some friends from middle school and high school were terrified of her. Also, just really quickly, I did write an outline this time for this episode, so It's gonna feel a lot more structured, a little less emotional, but that doesn't mean that I'm (laughs) not speaking from the heart. This podcast is really for me, and the purpose of this podcast is to help me through my therapy journey right now. Also, with the hopes of helping anyone listening and all that, I just don't want to ramble on like I am right now, and like I did the very first episode. So there's just going to be a little more structure. If it sounds like I'm reading a script, it's because I wrote down everything that I wanted to say and I'm going to be getting off of that, you know, whenever I feel like it. But this is just to help me stay on track. Anywho, my mom had slash still has a little bit anger issues and I know it comes from being raised in the Philippines, being the eldest child, especially being the eldest girl for you girls who are the eldest, you know that it sucks. You're basically trained to suck it up buttercup and not have any emotions to suppress your feelings so that you can get what you need to done to help raise your siblings, essentially. I I don't know if you can tell, but I am also the eldest child. So yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna take most of the credit for helping raise two out of my three siblings. One of them is not gonna like that, but that's a-okay. She's gonna have her own episode eventually. Um, I have three sisters, by the way, (laughs) and we'll get into that on another episode, but pretty much shitty parents all around in this family. My immediate family. Let's get that clear. (laughs) I don't want my mom to be getting so much hate after this episode because my understanding doesn't mean that I don't have the right to blame her for being a terrible mother in my childhood. My understanding and her effort now helps us rebuild our relationship. We're rebuilding currently, but back then, this is almost about 10 years ago, so just keep that in mind. (laughs) All that being said, let's start at the beginning. (laughs) Shit. So my dad dragged my mom to the United States from the Philippines when she was in her early 20s. She didn't know anybody and had no one except for my dad and his family. And I don't think she'll ever admit this, but I'm pretty sure she was head over heels for my dad. Like, you know, her helping me in my love life now, there was one time she talked to me and she was like, you know, there's always that one that got away. And she paused and she tried to like tell me that it was somebody before my dad, but I'm pretty sure you know, it was my dad. And I feel her. I mean, she married him. She had a child with him. I'm pretty sure she wanted that to be her happily ever after. And I don't blame her. I think everybody wants that, especially with what we grew up with in the media is you're going to meet your Prince Charming and everything's going to be perfect. The end, you know, but my, my parents divorced when I was three. 
And if you remember from the last episode, my dad allegedly cheated on my mom with who's now my stepmom. I don't think my mom ever got over that until recently, like right before the pandemic recent. And my mom was angry and spiteful, but luckily I was a good and lazy child. So there was no reason for me, for her to be angry with me, at least when I was like super young. And you know what, actually quite the opposite. I was all she really had. I mean, again, she was in a different country with no one except for your ex's family. Me, personally, I could never. And I don't really know why she decided to stay in the United States instead of going back to the Philippines, but I guess that's a conversation I could have with her. Anyway, so as some divorced children know, sadly, my parents would always talk through me. My mom was the more toxic one at the time always talking shit about my dad, calling him stupid, and like physically fighting him in front of me and my cousins. All of us, like too young to understand what was really going on. But a quick story time is one time we were in my apartment, I think, not mine, my mom's. My dad was picking me up or dropping me off, but my cousins were there. So they were fighting, me and my two cousins. If you hear that thump, it's my cat. <laughs> But me and my two cousins were sitting on the couch watching them fight like it was a movie. Like they were putting on a show. That's at least what I thought. I have no idea what my cousins thought and they're older than me. So my parents were fighting and my mom threw keys at my dad's forehead. And uh, after that I don't really remember much. I think the fight ended or something. But I remember my dad washing up his forehead to you know get all the blood out and I guess it was a really shallow cut because as soon as he wiped it dried it like it didn't look like he had a cut at all you know those really really thin ones where as soon as you wipe the blood away it looks like it's not there but it is there like a paper cut and I thought that my dad heals so fast he heals from water <laughs> and I was like oh my god I must have healing powers too because that's my dad <laughs> And again, it's, it's just one of those things that it's, it probably should be really traumatic, but you just have to laugh about it at this point. Like, what can you do? You know, my mom was physically abusive to my dad, and <laughs> because of that, I thought I had magical powers. I thought I could heal so quickly. Anyway. So yeah, my mom was that type of person with my dad until I was old enough to drive, really, because then they didn't have to interact with each other as much. My mom had full custody, I think, but my dad had visitation rights or custody over the weekends, every other weekend. So yeah, that was my life for 18-ish years, 15 years. Anyway, then she met my stepdad and um, he sexually assaulted me for three years, from 11 to 14-ish. And if you wanna know the details of that, that is, what I go over in the first episode, titled Molested for Three Years. Anyway, um, a mini recap is I told my mom on Mother's Day my freshman year of high school, and I was 14, and we were in front of a grocery store. At first she didn't believe me, like are you sure? Like she was just questioning me, I think it was shock, but as soon as he came back into the car from getting whatever he needed to get in the grocery store, she asked him if it was true, and I think he ultimately said yes so she kicked him in the head against the window and he still had to drive us to wherever we were going so um <laughs> i'm laughing because i cope with humor 
so please don't be thrown off but um yeah I was like we still need to go home please don't <laughs> make it so that he can't drive so this is where the kicker is this is where the resentment towards my mom starts to build she kicked him out for three weeks and um during those three weeks it was either me or my little sister saw on her phone she was texting him that she misses him and if you hear little things in the background please it's just my cat playing with something anyway during those three weeks it wasn't even like no contact no nothing it was she missed him she wants him back home this side and the other and again i didn't realize what i was doing at the time but i cope with humor so one time i tried to talk about it with my mom i cracked a joke on the way to somewhere it's just me and her in the car and she got so serious she was like you can't say things like that you can't tell anybody you can't talk to anybody you can't tell anybody you can't make jokes like that you can't you can't and i was like damn okay <laughs> like we can talk about it and discuss it but no so i mean clearly obviously he told me not to tell mom he told me not to tell anybody and then it finally felt good and my mom kicked him out so i thought she was on my side and she's telling me that I can't talk about it or tell anybody. And I was 14. I was like, okay. And then at the end of those three weeks, obviously, she was like, can you forgive him? And I was like, what? And she was like, can he move back in the house? Can you live with him? Can you forgive him? And I was like, this is my mom. She wouldn't be asking me that if he wasn't super important. If she didn't like really need him in her life. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, I guess. So even though he didn't touch me or do anything for that time that he lived with us again, I had to live with my molester for another three years. And um, I don't really know how I felt. You know, it's like during that time, I don't think that time in that age, I don't think you process anything about it. You're just like, it is what it is. You don't have a choice. So, like, the next three years of high school were just a blur. And then, for some reason, in senior year, everything came to a head. And I'm sorry, I can't remember or analyze how I felt during the three years where I still lived with him because it just was a blur. You know, I was too young to know that I should be analyzing my feelings. And when everything came to senior year, I still didn't really know how I was feeling. I just felt like I needed to talk about it. I think um, one day senior year, I was just upset, you know? Actually, all throughout high school, I also had anger issues. I, I was mean, not always, you know, I had friends. <laughs> and I, I don't think I was a bully. Although, you know, anything can happen. I'm sure other people can, will, probably tell you otherwise but I I had anger issues I was angry I was I had a short fuse um and one day I was in class and I just don't think I could take it anymore actually that's a lie I don't remember who I told first I don't know if I told friends first or if I told the teacher this first and then I opened up to my friends but there was this one day one day, I was waiting in line for prom tickets alone. I didn't have a date. I just wanted to go to prom. I didn't do many events. Like, I don't think I've gone to a dance 
my freshman and sophomore year i think i went to a dance maybe my junior year so when my senior year hit i was like i want to do it all every event that i could possibly do or go to i want to go even if i don't have a date i don't care i have friends i <laughs> it is my last year to experience high school so i was in line for prom tickets alone and this group of people I've never ever met before decided to st start harassing is a strong word but I can't think of another one bothering me harassing me and like touching me I think they like tapped my shoulder and I was like okay well maybe you know it was an accident the first time and then they kept doing it and I was like I yelled something I can't remember what but I yelled something and then one of them decided to touch my butt and I was like, I'm out of here. I'm not fucking dealing with this. I deal with it enough at home. <laughs> I'm not fucking dealing with it. I'm just not. So I left and I went to class, even though I didn't, you know, we were allowed to be late to class because we're getting our prom tickets, whatever. So I was one of the very few people in class and I just broke down, I think. And I've known the teacher whose class I was in since freshman year, so I guess I like trusted her and I thought she was cool. I don't think she's cool anymore looking back but I opened up to her. I, I told her what was happening at home that I didn't want to go home that I didn't feel safe anywhere except for school until like this one random ass day and they don't know that I had anger issues. Like they don't know that I I had rage in me and I don't know wh why or how I just hold back and never act on those feelings of rage oh probably because I was trained to <laughs> if we're being quite honest but one thing led to another and the teacher I confessed to had to tell either she had to make a full police report or she had to tell the school counselor and I chose for her to tell the school counselor and even then the school counselor had to call the police so that's when the police were called for the first time and I I didn't have a choice in the matter. It was protocol. Like, they had to. It was their job. Which I'm really, really thankful for. You know, I don't think I would have ever been brave enough and my mom was full of talk back then. She would have never, ever <laughs> called the cops for me. So he got kicked out of the house and they filed a restraining order for me. And when I came home, I guess, one day, my mom came up to me and she was like, Oh, thank God you reported it. I was just about to kick him out. This said and the other. And like, kind of taking credit for me finally being fed up and inadvertently calling the cops. She was like, oh, I was just about to. And I was like, yeah, all right. Okay, mom. Sure. And then, you know, it's a full, it's a full thing. So I think the week following that the police are interviewing the neighbors to see if anyone saw or noticed anything and then my mom gets mad at me and she was like now they're at our neighbor's house so now they know the situation i'm so upset with you kind of putting the blame on me for reporting it essentially and you know obviously that didn't feel great and by the end when the police asked if they wanted me to press charges or not. My mom asked me to not press charges because she still wants to get child support from him. She was like, I mean, he'll be out. There's a restraining order, but can you please not send him to jail because we, he needs to support your sister. 
and I mean I was 17 18 at this time and I was like I guess as long as he's out of the house I'm fine and then you know there's um just it's just wasn't fun you know like the three years of sexual assault is one thing but I was so young I didn't know it was wrong I didn't know it was wrong I didn't know what was happening you know the news and everything at the time was like watch out for strangers stranger danger you know it wasn't as well known as it is now that it could be it most likely will be someone that you know it's someone that your family trusts it's someone that you know you at the time you least expected you know so I was like oh this is as a child you just don't know okay <laughs> and as an adult now I think the point was just that even though I was 18 years old and I guess legally an adult at that point I I listened to my mother I didn't press charges at the time I didn't do anything and you know right after that right when I got into college it was right around the Me Too movement and much more information was coming out and there's um I learned about the 10-year limit on certain charges or reports or I don't know the legal terms that there's um a 10-year limit on when you can charge somebody for a certain crime yes that's the right word so this is also when my therapy gen therapy journey somewhat begins but so I mean clearly at this time my mother and I didn't have the best relationship I was angry all the time and I I think I let it out whenever I could whenever I felt like I had more power over somebody or the situation just straight up mean you know and <laughs> the only people that complained me were the people who didn't deserve it I guess yeah, I'm sure that I'm the villain in a lot of people's stories, which is fine, you know, because I think that I did and I acted and I thought the way that I had to, to be okay. And maybe, you know how sometimes if you're in the spiritual um, side of any social media platform, they say that people were meant to be in your life to force you to grow, to help you grow, and when they leave your life, then they served you and it was their time to leave i think i was that for a lot of people especially at that time because lord i was mean and i got it from my mother it was <laughs> i don't know i don't know what you expect from me like you you go through something so horrible horrible like sexual assault and this is horrible to say but hopefully you only go through it one time you know it was three years of my life even though i didn't know what was going on and when you finally do realize that it was bad and it's not supposed to happen to you and the son and the other you expect you should be able to lean on your parents and my mom took his side point blank like that's it i always always say that both of my parents would side with their significant other before ever ever siding with their children and i still think that's true today if if it was a choice between me or my stepmom or my sisters and my stepmom, my dad would always, always choose your side without question. Absolutely not. Or me or my other sister versus whoever my mom's dating at the time. It's always him. Without question, without fail. Always. Always. You know, it's like, it's not just this super tragic, horrible thing that happened to you that you have to deal with. It's also 
just when I was younger it, it forced me to be fiercely independent I could not rely on anybody not a single single person and the way that that's affecting me now is that I want to you know I want to be able to rely on somebody I want somebody to stand up for me defend me because later on down the line when I finally was like no I want him in jail and I luckily was within the 10 years still and I took him to court and I won I'll get into detail in another episode but um I did that on my own I did everything on my own and I'm so tired of it and I want to go home and feel safe and have company and right now I don't know why I'm really focusing on it having to be a romantic partner they don't have to be you know I should be able to lead all my friends but I'm no longer in high school <laughs> all my friends are super busy thankfully you know it's either they're super busy or they've moved and we're no longer in the same town and it's super hard to make friends and meet people like you know for a fact that you can trust right away when you're an adult you know you're not like forced into classes together or whatever especially during the pandemic i mean there's so many online work options now there's like how do you meet people in person i am leaning on my family members a lot more like outside of the immediate family the ones that haven't fucked me over you know <laughs> yet I don't anticipate that they ever will, but sometimes I could go back, not go back, sometimes I wish that I could go back to being that fiercely independent girl that I had to be to survive for so long because I didn't need companionship, I didn't need people, I didn't need to feel accepted or loved or cared for because I didn't get any of it and I, you know? for the for the friends that are living far away but she talks to me often and I love her so much <laughs> to the people who answer my phone calls and just talk to me for as long as they can or as long as you know <laughs> as long as I want I guess you know that's that's just the most intimacy I guess I get lately and I love them so much I appreciate them so much but it's just not you know they say that you look for things that you lacked as a child and I I think I lacked a lot more than I realized I was not cared for in the way that counts at all I don't know if you guys care about zodiac signs but my family is full of earth signs like me, my sister, one of my sisters, and my grandpa are Tauruses. My dad and my mom are Capricorns. My stepmom, my stepdad, and my littlest sister are Virgos. So, you know, all the people, <laughs> the two main people that have wronged me in my life are Virgos, which is great. And um, my middle sister, the one right under me, is a Libra. So... You know she had a hard time too. She's surrounded by 
unemotional, selfish, money-hungry people. <laughs> and I don't mean like this is all earth signs, obviously. It's just for some reason, I, my parents got all the, the worst traits, uh, apparently, that earth signs can have. Cannot, cannot imagine being a Libra in this family. It must have been so hard. And I don't have any water in my chart. <laughs> so to be able to be empathetic and sympathetic and, and be there for people, honestly, is really, really hard for me. It's hard to, um, I don't know, I don't know if you've ever seen the Zodiac memes and it's just awkward when people cry around me or open up to me. I do the best that I can. I really, really do. But I, I just feel awkward. <laughs> I don't know how to care for people. I guess psychologically somebody else can answer this, but I'm assuming it's because nobody cared for me. I don't know what I don't know what to do. I can do what I I hoped and I wanted as a child, but that's not what everybody needs, you know? But I'm adaptable. Whatever you need, you just need to tell me. You need to tell me what you want from me and I'll do it. <laughs> wow, that was that was a pretty long tangent, but let's get back to my mother, because she is the purpose of this episode. Um we did not get along and I, I hated her. I hated her for so, so, so long. As soon as I got the opportunity to move out, I did. I honestly, I went to a college that was about 45 minutes to an hour away max and I dormed because I couldn't live here anymore. And I guess I was being really, really selfish at the time. I don't think anyone else would agree with me, but I feel like I was being super selfish at the time because I just, I needed to go. I needed to leave. I couldn't be there anymore. And I left my baby sister, my half-sister, the only one that I lived with. I wasn't thinking about her at all. And I have friends who also have younger siblings and someone in a similar situation and they, they feel so guilty for leaving. And I'm like, you can't, you can't feel guilty. But I don't know if, if I'm the right person to be giving that advice because I just, I wasn't thinking about her at all. You know, my mom got into a relationship with somebody else after him and thank God he wasn't as bad as, you know, my little sister's dad. But they still fought all the time. I mean, my mom didn't work on herself. She was barely single. Um, maybe that's who I get it from. But, um... Yeah, she was not single for a long time after I forcibly kicked my little sister's dad out of the house, basically. So, you know, she hasn't worked on herself. She hasn't worked out her anger issues. She, she is either terrified of being alone or maybe at the time she was a gold digger. I have no idea. Actually, I'm pretty sure she's just terrified of being alone and me... As an adult now, yeah, I don't fucking blame her, but I've also been single since 2018. So, <laughs> can blame her a little bit. Um, and my little sister would call me and I'll be at e either work or school or something and I would yell at her. Like, I used to work at a cafe and when it was super busy, I would get so stressed out even though it made time fly by so quickly, it was so nice when the store was busy. But there was one time she was calling me nonstop and I was like, what? I answered, what? What could it possibly be? I'm at work. I can't. I yelled at her because again, I had anger issues and I, ooh, she, I asked her if she remembers it. She said that she doesn't 
and but it's ingrained in my head I feel so guilty because she needed me and I yelled at her just like my mom you know I needed her she yelled at me so once that year was over I did not do well that year in college I I mean obviously like mentally I couldn't I could not how can I focus on school when you know like actually if anything that that school was closer to where my little sister's dad was living at the time you know after he got kicked out of our house he had family in that area and I didn't think it affected me as much as it did but I um was scared to go anywhere and run into him I guess in that area yeah so yeah I I was depressed so depressed I did not want to do anything or go anywhere I, I barely wanted to go to class I had like a 12 p.m class and it was too early for me I could not wake up and get out of bed for a 12 p.m class absolutely not I couldn't do it <laughs> and then winter break that freshman year is when I officially moved out of my mom's house I gathered all my stuff everything that I could fit in my car and just I dumped it all in my dorm room and uh, I guess that's when my roommate started being shitty uh she could have her own episode too fuck <laughs> but whatever we were kids um I moved out yeah winter break of my freshman year and when that was over my best friend at the time I think I think this is the order of events but the, my best friend at the time offered me to live with her and her family and they actually bought a new house not for me <laughs> like, I'm not that special to them um, they came into somebody and had the opportunity to buy a new house her mom always wanted to own a house so um, they bought one and it just so happened to be when I needed to move in with them and I yeah I luckily had my own room but pretty sure that house was haunted and I can do a full episode on that also in the future if anyone's interested. It was a terribly creepy house. Um, and then I met the last person I officially dated and it moved quickly and I all of a sudden was living with him and I think that was just my plan. Um, you know, I th he was nine years older than me and I'm pretty sure we used each other. I needed a place to live and I don't know he wanted to date someone young <laughs> I suppose and I didn't piece together that I was living with him because I just I could not be in the same house as my mother anymore until much later and that was you know <laughs> I was 19 he was 27 that was a terrible relationship I mean it wasn't all bad you know but it probably shouldn't have happened <laughs> and then we were towards the end we were just arguing all the time and I decided I couldn't live with him anymore and I didn't have anywhere else to go so I moved back in with my mom and it had been a few years I think and we were talking on and off for the sake of my little sister she she did not like all the fighting she hated it she had been around people fighting her whole life she was over it and so she was finally like, can you stop? Can you stop fighting with mom? Even though I don't think she was fully aware of where all my rage came from. I don't think she knows to this day really why 
why I was so upset with our mother. So she was pure and <laughs> kind and just, she still is the mediator of the family. I love her so much, even though her anger is coming out a little bit too, but she's just being a teenager. <laughs> a young adult, her rage will pass, I think. So I was on much better terms with my mom because of my little sister asking me to be. So I moved back home and my mom, during the time that I was out, she she was much better towards me because, well, you know, I was never a problem child. Actually, she was never, not never. She was rarely directly angry at me, but obviously I was not okay with her actions or the way that she treated me sometimes. But um, when she was angry, the littlest things, the littlest, littlest fucking things would set her off. And one day, our dog, we never got her fully trained, and um, her using the bathroom inside the house was strictly dependent on how often we walked her, and I was a lazy child. I didn't want to walk her. I do now. It's nice. But, um, so yeah, there was a lot of dog piss and shit in the house, often, and we were cleaning it, you know? It, it actually had stayed there for a couple days. Please don't. <laughs> it's not like this now. I promise I keep a clean house now. Um, but yeah, there was dog shit there for a few days and I was so lazy. I would just walk past it, ignore it. Like my dad wasn't the cleanest. So I was used to living in some kind of, like, it's not like, it's not terrible. <laughs> Whatever. It's just for the story. Anyway, my sister and I finally decided to start cleaning it because my mom asked us to. And I was like, okay, you asked, I'll do it. And while we were cleaning it, she just starts yelling, yelling. Like, I shouldn't have to ask. I mean, like, she shouldn't, let's be honest. But also, you raised me. Why the fuck do you think I'm so lazy? It's not like you ingrained hygiene into me. <laughs> let's be quite honest here. Anyway, yelling yelling at the top of her fucking lungs just i shouldn't have to tell you da -da -da -da, blah, 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 blah. and i'm scrubbing i'm scrubbing it was carpet i'm scrubbing the carpet i'm getting the shit out i'm getting the piss out she's not helping she's not doing shit okay screaming at the top of her lungs and i've had enough like this is i just moved back in the entire time i was gone you made it sound like things were gonna be different you're not gonna yell at me you're not like i screamed at her i was like it's getting done. If it's not already done, it's it's getting done. What what more do you want us to do? What else? What else do you want us to do? It's it's getting cleaned. The way that you're acting isn't fucking cute. Like if you think you're being cute, because I know, I know, it's all about image and and strength and whatever she thinks she looks like in her head. I'm like, you're not being fucking cute. It's getting done. What more do you want? Like, what more could you yell at us about? You know? And and that's when something clicked in her fucking head. I don't know if she stopped yelling after that because she's very combative. She will never, ever, ever admit that she's wrong. But I'm pretty sure me yelling back at her, something clicked in her head. And um, there were a handful of fights. I think two or three more fights like that. One of them physical. And I just don't want to get into it right now. I can in a later episode if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, you know, let me know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the 
first time I ever stood up to her like that over dog shit <laughs> was when things really started changing for us. It was when our relationship finally started changing for the better. It took a long time still after that. It was like three years, I think. I moved back in in 2018. And yeah, the pandemic really, I think, sped up the process of us finally getting closer and being like, I don't, I don't think I have that much rage and resentment for my mother. Actually, I, I do appreciate her now. Um, now, you know, back then, absolutely not. But now, now that she puts in effort and she doesn't get as angry, or she rarely gets angry now, which is amazing. I I appreciate it. I, I want more people that I can lean on and rely on in my life. And if she is finally ready to step up and be that person, you know, I will take it. But it took a lot, a lot of effort on her side and a lot of years, a lot of years for us to get here. But she never gave up. She never, you know, she only apologized when I yelled at her to apologize to me, which is not ideal. But we are getting there. And I can't say the same for any of my other parents, which will be the next episode. I think I'm gonna talk about, you know, my stepmom and how she did not fucking help things or my dad. But I think I think I need to talk about my stepmom first because you need her context before I get into my dad. Um <laughs> and it's just again, two out of the four parents are done. All are shitty. All were shitty. Let me <laughs> clarify because my mom is the only one putting in effort now. Love her. But I don't blame you if you hate her based off of what I've told you in this episode. I, I hated her for a really, really long time. Yeah, um, I know I don't really have <laughs> an audience on this second episode, but leave any questions, comments, concerns on my Instagram is at rayreyes824 and you will see. The description is the Universe Doesn't Owe Me Anything podcast where we cope with childhood trauma using dark humor. I think that's a pretty good description. Let me know if you guys have any other suggestions. Very new. Very bad at social media. But yes, so our Instagram is at rayreyes824 and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.